Another haul for Paul as United win again, while Cardiff show a big soul in relegation six-pointer. Grey day for Marco as Watford spoil return, and it's Sergi. Oh, sweet baby Jesus, stop. Just please stop. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the FPL Renegades podcast. My name is Drew. As always, I'm joined by my good pal, Willie. How are you, Willie? I'm great, Drew. Happy to be here. Good stuff. So, another week gone, another week to look forward to, but we have a good break this time, so we can... Uh, nice to have a bit of break with the FA Cup games. and Yeah, we can chill out. It's just yeah. been very intense. Take it easy, yeah. Of late. So, I'm going to start this week again with a little bit of uh, feedback that we got. All right. And it's very similar to the old feedback that we got, so maybe we should pay more yeah. attention to it. Lads, the pod is too long. As I said before, I still think it's too long. The pod is too long. Oh my God, last week wasn't it most definitely too long. So a few weeks ago, we were discussing this in this very room and we said it was very long. So what what did we do? After that, I think we're after banging out our three longest pods ever. Oh my God. And last week, it kind of culminated in an hour and 25. Yeah, but we're really going to make an effort this week and I'm like ridiculously confident we're going to get it under an hour. I said to you, if it goes over an hour, we're deleting it. And like and doing our again. night has been wasted. No, we're not yeah. doing it. Again. We're not even it's sending it out. Yeah, just gone. <laughs> oh my god, that's it. You're gonna yeah. go home to your wife and children and tell them that you spent a night away from them and was, you achieved nothing. It was completely pointless. You achieved yeah. absolutely nothing. No. So I was thinking of an analogy for this one. Yeah. We are going to be the Sergio Aguero of podcasts. Cool. So we're going to be very disappointing to some. Yeah. Full of absolute quality for others. Most definitely. But most importantly, we're going to be relatively short. Relatively short. We're going to keep it short. Ah, right. We'll do our best. Okay. So we'll jump straight in now. Yeah. Uh, We'll get stuck into game week 26. How did your game week go? Tell me about your points, your transfers, your captain. And do you have any hard luck stories? Do I have any hard luck stories? I always have hard luck stories. (laughs) Well, anyway, I just did one transfer. I did Sano with my... uh, Three point triple captain last week, so I brought Hung Min Sun in. Is that a rage transfer? Um, you just got rid of him. He was. I got rid of him. I was going to bring Sun in. I was I suppose it was a bit of a rage transfer, but I was. I was happy. It was a sensible move to make. Anyway, so like I did relatively okay for me. I suppose my season's gone a bit mad, but I had eighty points, so it was twenty three above the average. So I can't really complain with that. I'm up twenty eight k to fifty eight k, which is I suppose. Using my wild card and my triple captain, it's not great, but it's twenty thousand places better than last week. So I can't take it week by week. And that's <coughs> a a very solid week. Yeah, so we'll take it and we we won't be too disappointed. So I'd Allison in goals with clean sheet for six. I'd absolutely nothing at the back. A good few ones and twos. Going into midfield, I had the standard Salah captain with 16, so I was happy enough with that. And can I just pull you up on that? The standard yeah. Salah captain. Who did you <laughs> say you were going to captain last week? I told everyone the pod, the captain Pogba, that statistically he was the best option. And when consider. I pulled you up on it and said, there's no way you're going to captain Pogba, and you said, yes, I am. That's as I think I said it might. No, well, you I, said you were going to. And, yeah. and I would have had 16 more points if I, I did. I couldn't believe my eyes on Saturday afternoon <laughs> after the, the first game. I you were probably like, oh, you. great, Wooly has Pogba's captain. I texted you and I was like, oh, did you do it? And you're like, no. No, no. Anyway, so I had Salah with 16, <laughs> Pogba with 16 with the two goals. Okay. I had Richarlison, who I'm, he's dead to me. I said this last week, but he's really dead to me now. He did absolutely nothing. He's a joke shop. He's gone. 
And then I had Hung Min Sun came in for six, which was more than San I got. Yeah. And then my real heroes were up front. I had Kun Aguero with his hat-trick, which he really should have got five goals, but I'll, I'll take the 17. And Ashley Barnes, who had a goal and assist, and he really should have got two goals and an assist with 11. So I can't complain. And what I nothing much to mention. I had, it was nice to see Camarasa back from injury, and he had a nice assist there at the end with uh, with four points. So even though I didn't get the points, I'm happy to see him back in uh, contention again. So... Yeah, overall, I suppose. I think the, the week that's in it, that was a great week. I have to be happy with that, yeah. Yeah, after like an infinite amount of red arrows, it's like giving me a little bit of a, a buzz again. Yeah, that's so. a good segue into my team. Yeah, so let's... Infinite amount of red arrows. Yeah, let's see how you're getting on, Drew. So we'll start with six consecutive red arrows, mm-hmm. now that we're mentioning that. I know how that feels. And uh, it's quite painful, but they've been little tiny drops each time. Yeah, this so is my biggest drop in a while, but... It's still negligible, and look, we won't get too hung up on it. So I got 60 points. The average was 57, so I got the average, the average really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the average, really. You know? No, it's true about the average. Yeah. <laughs> Stay positive. I love <laughs> the, the optimism. That's it. Uh, out of those 60 points, 47 of them came from just four players. So I had go fire ahead. pretty much the man of the season, in my opinion, Andy Robertson. What a legend. He had nine, had he? He only got an assist. Yeah, nine points. And he just keeps banging out the points. Uh, he's a bonus point magnet. Yeah. He's a rake of assists. And I was having a look earlier today. He's the only player that I had in my team on day one. Day one. That is still there. Only one. That's some going. Uh, so then I had Pogba for 16. Sun yeah. for six. Yeah. Salah, the same as you. My captain, 16. Uh, everyone else did absolutely nothing. Nothing. So, a lot of people were the same this week, weren't they? Yeah, so I dropped from around 11k to... No, sorry. I dropped from around 7k to around 11k. So still... so The rank is still okay. As I say, every but, week you're still going well. Like, Yeah, I'm going worse and worse every week. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm going okay. And you still um, have your wild card and all your chips. Yeah. So I was having a look there. It's my first time since... <coughs> Game week 14 that have been outside the top 10k. So that must be devastating, Drew, is it? I thought it would be, but to be honest, I don't really mind it. Yeah. Do you know, who cares? Uh, it's only a game. It's just a game. <laughs> I say it every week, and I don't know if I mean it, but uh, you can't get too hung up on these kind of things. I did just a game. We were in our uh, local HQ there doing pre production where we go and have our couple of pints and plan the show. Two pints this week, very sensible. Yeah. And I was telling you, I was looking back to that game week 14 when I was outside the top 10k. The next two weeks, I got 184 points and that put me into the top 700 in the world. So I still have a bit of faith. Like, who knows? You could could still do this. A couple of good game weeks and I might win FPL. You could still win FPL, yeah. You know what I mean, though. Um, That's it. Like, a lot can change in a week or two. And I I honestly, genuinely was shocked how much I jumped up. I didn't realise that I'd fallen down to that position and just bounce back up really quickly. That's what I always say. Don't get too excited when you have a great week because you're too disappointed exactly. when you have a week. So we're keeping it quick, but I would like to talk about my transfers because they right. were random and they were enforced. Right. Well, so I had a plan seconds, yeah, where <laughs> I wanted to get Aubameyang in and yeah. we know the whole Aubameyang hokey-cokey didn't work yeah. out. Uh, rumours mid to late week. And that he was sick. And then he wasn't in the pictures of training. And then some yeah. people said he was in the pictures and he wasn't. People were going he was mad. wearing this, he was wearing that. 
They were losing their minds. They, they were, were kind of looking minds. at it going... People like to lose their minds on Twitter, though, Drew. They do love it. <laughs> so my whole plan all along was to get Ings out for Aubameyang. Just Seems for... Like pretty solid move. For that Huddersfield game. And when it looked like it wasn't going to work out, I, I panicked a little bit. So I wanted to get rid of Hazard either way. Yeah, tough he's, fixture. He's blanking in 27. He is. So he's two tough fixtures then. Yeah, exactly. So we were going to get rid of him for Pogba. But I also decided to get rid of Sterling for Sun. And that's where mm. I went a little bit wrong. That did not work out for you. Yeah, I loved my Hazard to Pogba, but not the other one. And like I said, it's a little bit of good luck and a little bit of bad luck. Sun will get a lot of goals going forward. Yeah, he's like Burnley. I think he's Burnley in 27, which is a, is a great fix. Exactly. Him. And I still own two players who are going to play in 27. Yeah. And they were two lads who were going to blank. Yeah. Now, ideally, I would have got that Raheem Hall, but look. Not to be. You wouldn't have really expected yeah. to go. Man. And I was actually going to make a third transfer. I was going to go Ings to Lacazette for a minus four. Whoa. But I I held on that one. And just looking at it, I would have been up three points. Yeah. So. And I would have had Lacazette for game week 27. Oh, and okay. I actually, it's one of those where I put up a poll. Yeah. And the poll said, bring in Lacazette for a minus four. Yeah. And I ignored, ignored them it. because... I probably when told I, you not to do it. It's not my kind of move. I think you did. When I put up polls, I usually have an answer in my head. Yeah. And basically what I'm looking for is a little bit of confirmation bias. So <clears> I just want people to vote for my answer. Yeah. And if they do, it's great. I'm like, oh, that's what I was going to do. Great. The people agree with me. And if they yeah. don't, I just say, screw those guys. I know what I'm doing anyway. I'm just saying, a lot of good FBL players like were saying that it was too risky to, you know, to captain a City player in the game week last week and... I just had it in my head I was going to do it. And I was like, if they'd agreed, great. But they didn't. And I was just like, no, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. So anyway, just to go back to that, I'm only joking. Please do vote in our polls. I, yeah. We do take it on board. But uh, just on this occasion, I didn't uh, take on board the, the viewers' answers. And sure. you should have. Look, I probably should have. I would have been up in points and I would have had a, a quality player for the game ahead. Yeah. But he would have been a player I didn't want to... I've never planned on owning, so I'm yeah. kind of happy. Like, I always wanted Aubameyang, so I don't know if I would have been happy settling for Lacazette. And Aubameyang could be back for 27. He should be, shouldn't he? He's just, he just yeah. was sick, and he has a good yeah, breather yeah. now. There's no yeah. FA Cup games. Yeah, he should be He back. might get a break in the Europa League, so yeah, hopefully it'll all work out. But another red arrow. Another red arrow. Well, so that's both of our weeks. Will we take a tiny little break, and we when we come back, we'll do our weekly summary of all the games. Yeah. Let's do it. Good stuff. So we'll start with the early Saturday game and it was Fulham nil, United <coughs> three. Yeah, it was a good game, wasn't it? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does it again. He does it again. He does it again, but it was it was a pretty good effort from Fulham, I thought. Fulham were by no means terrible. No, if you look um, at the 2.28 X3 Fulham, 1.9 X3 Man United. Tells a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> but we that uh, Fulham had three big chances to United's too. So, and what I was most surprised with was Fulham had fifty-one percent possession. Yeah, I thought that. that they'd have more of the ball. Um, that two goals. Another penalty for United. It's like the the good old Fergie days. Yeah, it was just clear penalty. It was a nice finish into the corner, wasn't it? It was. And what do you think of his first goal? Uh, uh, great strike or a goalkeeping error? 
I thought it was a goalkeeper error. It was from a very tight angle. He did well to get it on target from there, didn't he? And just yeah. smashed it. It was hit with a bit of force, so it was. But on his bad really, foot. Rico should have done better, shouldn't he? I thought he should have got something on it. Yeah, nice assist yeah. from Martial there as well. And then and what then, about that goal from Martial? Look, the goal was absolutely quality. It was world-class. It was great balance, but terrible defending. That Lamarchand, lad, what is he at? Like, they're just, oh, they're just so poor at the back, aren't they? They really are, and you have to fear for them. They're they're probably gone, aren't they? I think they're gone. Huddersfield are gone. I think Fulham are gone. And then there's literally about eight or nine teams for the it's last It's actually spot. as exciting as the title race is between yeah. uh, Liverpool and Man City. I think that last spot is going to be nearly as is there, exciting. Is, is there three points from 12th or 13th to 18th or something? Yeah. I think it's very, very close. Even Palace, like who are a solid team, are only three points off. The, and I even think. Brighton are starting to get dragged into yeah, it now. And I thought they were safe a few weeks ago. Then last six weeks, they've been on a bit of a poor run. So. And do you remember last week you said to me, did I not think Southampton were okay? And yeah. all of a sudden, they're right in right the middle back. of it. So many teams are into it. We can't really. That's we it. Like, anything else you took out of that game? Well, I thought for once, the, the man who never really has great stats, but used to be getting the goals even when he wasn't, but has done nothing since, uh, Anthony Martial. He actually, I thought he looked very good on the eye test in that game. And the stats backed it up. Three attempts, three in the box, two chances created, which has been, for him, that's pretty pretty good. And then in relation to Fulham, I thought... Uh, Vieto missed a great chance early on. Did you see that? And then it got even worse at the end. Ryan Babel. I might have even scored that one. That was like, how did he miss from a yard? It's like he was having a, a little competition with uh, Sergio. Yeah. We, I don't know, some, we'll get over to him now later. But, uh, and we said, Red, just to mention to people that Rashford was meant was rested for the whole game. Yeah, that was fairly touted during the week. A lot of people said that that was going to yeah. happen. And at least by rested he was properly rested yeah. you gotta love when they're rested and they don't play a minute yeah there's nothing worse than your your FPL <laughs> acid coming off the bench to play like 8 but minutes you, but you know to be honest I was kind of the reason I didn't think Rashford would start but I was happy to have him I thought he'd come on for the last 30 minutes against a tired Fulham team and he could maybe run, they could riot. run riot but didn't work out that way but that was is what it is yeah so moving on to the next game and I thought this result had a draw written all over it and it turned out that way but the game probably didn't follow that pattern. So it was Palace 1, West Ham 1. And West Ham were leading for most of this game, but Palace absolutely dominated, didn't they? They'd have to find themselves very unlucky not to get to three points. 25 attempts to six. They had five big chances in the match, Drew. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. 17 attempts in the box. West Ham had four attempts in the box. So um, They're, they're going to come out of that game wondering, how didn't we get to three points? And they're one of those teams still in that relegation mix. That's, I couldn't believe it when I seen they were only three points off uh, 18th. Yeah, so... Because they're a good team with good players. Yeah, they do. They seem like they shouldn't be down there. And I thought the results were improving yeah, to, to such an the best extent. defensive records outside of the, the top the four top or five. Yeah, so it's, it's, just going, to... it's just up front, isn't it? Yeah, they were unlucky. They gave away a penalty. But yeah. other than that, yeah. they, uh, like you said, you, they dominated the match. James McArthur missed two sitters. One of them was, I don't know, it's so much time, hadn't he? How did he put it wide? Because know. he's James McArthur. <laughs> he's not a bad player. I like him. No. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, a few a... things stood out in that match for myself. Yeah. Uh, Arnautovic came on for 22 minutes. Yeah. Great Enough. to see him back on the field. Uh, on his day, he's an outstanding FPL option when he's fit. But he did absolutely nothing. No, he looked a bit grumpy he was there sitting yeah. down there, didn't he? But the, the only uh, benefit of the whole thing was he didn't get injured. No. And in this day and age, anytime Marco plays a few minutes and doesn't come off injured, it's, it's a bit of a miracle, isn't it? Yeah. But 
despite West Ham's good fixtures that are coming up, I don't know if I'll be looking at him myself. I don't know if he's the best. I just can't trust him at the yeah. moment. Now, yeah. another uh, striker in and around that price range who did catch my eye was uh, Batshuayi. Batshuayi. very good when he came on for Yeah, I was just going to say, he missed an absolute sitter from a Van Anhold pass. And um, he like he's missing chances, but he really looks like he's just in the right place at the right time, yeah. doesn't he? And he's and going to get goals going It's forward. only a matter of time before he nails down that striker position. Most definitely. He's definitely the best... Uh, forward player at the club like yeah. as in number nine or central forward I mean like he had an XG of 0.58 um, seven penalty area touches five shots four in the box that was in 30 That's minutes so impressive and then when you put that up with um, Zaha so Zaha was on fire in this game so he had 12 penalty area touches six attempts six in the box creating chances if Zaha's playing well your, your striker's going to be getting goals isn't he exactly like I, I love Zaha as an option if he was only a midfielder. He's not really a striker, Drew, Said is he? That, like, yeah. yeah, I think he's week actually... Week in, week out. Yeah. If he was a midfielder and he was in and around <coughs> 7 million, yeah. I would definitely think about taking a punt on him. Yeah. But uh, he's not a forward, is he? No. Definitely not. Um, um, the last thing that I I took from that was uh, a lot of people are talking about getting in Felipe Anderson for the next run of matches. Yeah. He doesn't blank in 27. I, I thought he was good in the first half, True. Yeah, and I've I've owned him the whole way through, and it's probably not by choice. I just had other fires to fight. fight yeah, and I was just kind of happy that I ended up having him, but I didn't think he was amazing in this game. No, he was good in the first half. He too got, created a few chances, but he didn't really have any much shots around, did he? And, no, he had an XG of zero. That's what I was just going to say to you <laughs> when you like when I seen the highlights. I was like, oh, he was decent enough in the first half. When you look at underlying statistics, his XGI is is poor. And going back into the last four or five games. He isn't really creating that much, so it's a tough one. There's just one more thing that I wanted to mention to you. Uh, 5.4 million, I just seen uh, Patrick Van Anholt. Five chances created, which is very good on, it, on his own for defender. Three big chances created in that game. It's a lot. has to be it? someone to look at going forward. And he always goes in these kind of runs, doesn't he? Where he and it always seems to be at the end of the season. Yeah. Or late enough in the season. Now, now that you brought that up, can I put it to you, though, that a lot of FPL managers will own Juan Basaka. So would you kind of condone a double up, or that's a good point? I probably wouldn't. I'd, I I've gone away from it, but he's still benchable. He is benchable because most people got him in at four point zero. I think PV, PVA is a great the option. Anyway, and so. the last thing we keep saying the last thing, but the West Ham fixtures, and I seem to be saying this every week. They're still lovely. When are they going to hit a bad I don't turn? know. Just like they full them at home. Then they've City away. And this this nice. Fulham 27, like there's so many teams with poor fixtures yeah. and no fixtures. So like, I'm thinking it could be massive. Anderson. Yeah, I'm thinking of bringing Which them Which I in. never would do. Yeah. They've City away, Newcastle home, Cardiff away, Huddersfield home, Everton home. So four out of their next six are at home. Definitely can be looking at investment in some... And Anderson looks like a talisman now, doesn't he? Possibly, yeah. So maybe in the next pod, we might look at their uh, options a little bit more. Yeah. But we'll move on to the next game. Huddersfield yeah. 1, Arsenal 2. This was a mad game, wasn't it? You won't believe some of these stats, Drew. One Hit point. Sorry. So, Huddersfield 54% possession. Huddersfield 15 attempts. Arsenal 9 attempts. Like, I'm already shocked. Just 54% possession. Do you remember the days under Arsene Wenger yeah. where Arsenal would dominate the ball even when they were going through their phases where they weren't necessarily playing really well, they weren't uh, getting results they always had all the ball. Yeah. 54% <coughs> to Huddersfield. Huddersfield, what is going on? That's crazy. I think they were they were quite lucky there, weren't they? Like, even the first goal, a nice ball across to Iwobi from Kolasinic, but 
either and it was a big deflection on it but still what was the keeper at Ben Hamer in for Lussel kind of and fell over it, didn't he like and I know there was a massive deflection jumped out of the way come on he should be doing better than that yeah. does Hamer have a Wobie in his team <laughs> yeah. who knows yeah, I, I recall looking at the highlights and thinking his movement was a bit weird there yeah like I'm not a goalkeeper but it just looked strange yeah and then the other wing down it was uh, Maitland Niles wasn't it with the, with the cross and Lacazette was never going to miss that, was he? No, he couldn't. And Maitland Niles, he looks quite promising, but Four he's down as a midfielder. Down as a midfielder, so you're not going to get. Although when are Arsenal never going to get a clean sheet, so <laughs> maybe he, maybe he is a great option. He's going to get assists, but four point four. He's not a bad enabler, no. is he? With Arsenal with decent fixtures, Their fixtures are savage. Yeah, you could do it worse, or even a Wobie five point four. Like he, he did take the goal. Well, did you see the goal that he scored? That was disallowed. Yeah, that was an absolute cracker. Now, I know a lot of Arsenal fans aren't mad about Wobie, but he looks to have something about him. A lot of Arsenal fans aren't mad about Arsenal <laughs> yeah, teams. Yeah. If you but watch uh, Arsenal TV or if you listen to their fans, yeah. they just seem to like giving out. Yeah, he's still a bit, he's still a kid. Like, I think he's still very, very raw, isn't he? But he could yeah. become a good option over the next few years. But it was somewhat promising for Huddersfield and, uh, yeah, is it Jan Sievert or? Jan Sievert, yeah. Yeah, like, he's like a nice Looking guy. ahead to the championship, he seems quite positive. The players seem to be playing for him anyway. Yeah. Um, like you said, they had the lion's share of possession. They had more chances. Aaron Moy looks decent again. Yeah, and can I just say, like, Huddersfield had 15 shots against Arsenal. Yeah. I think Cardiff had the same. That's They're a, two of the worst attacking teams in the league. That's how, really worrying if you're an Arsenal fan. How poor are they defensively? Yes. Or if, you were looking at, if you're looking at Arsenal defenders, you're crazy. Yeah. Well, but, uh, well Kolasinic, maybe. But not as a defender. <laughs> yeah, as, as their best attacking midfielder, really. Yeah, are like, they ever going to keep a clean sheet? Yeah. Uh, one more thing, I don't know, I think you've seen it as well, but both on statistical perspective and on the eye test, I thought this guy, midfielder, 4.5 million, Diakabi, I thought he looked absolutely brilliant, so he did. A little bit raw again, but so quick, really so dangerous, raw, so skillful. Like, he definitely caught the eye. And um, like Huddersfield, they have nice fixtures. The majority of their players are priced really nicely. Yeah. But they're playing for nothing at this stage, are they? Like but, I kind of want players that are either challenging for a title, pushing for Europe, fighting relegation. Do you know that are really going for it? Do you think these guys... They barely scored a goal though. Was, what's that stat about Man City? I don't know whether it's either Man City have scored the same amount of goals this year that Huddersfield have all season. Or is that even Sergio Aguero might have scored close to, yeah. in the last week? Yeah, in the yeah, last no, week. Yeah. I think they've scored less than 15 goals all season, yeah. which is terrible. Um, like I said, they do seem to be playing for your man Siebert. So maybe yeah. we could think about bringing in some of their guys as enablers. Like if you, you said, Diacabi, is that his name? Diacabi, yeah, I think he was 4.5 million, five attempts, three in the box, two big chances against Arsenal. And really, that Glasnich goal was really his, wasn't it? Or very yeah, close. it could have easily been. Yeah. Uh, to finish up on that game Arsenal you touched on it they've nice fixtures at the end of the season we're all going to be looking at Aubameyang maybe Lacazette if you're looking for a cheaper option Kolasinic I don't know if they're yeah Kolasinic I don't think any of their other defenders are really viable options no anyone in midfield catching your eye like I have here Wobie's 5.4 million he's He's chipping in every now and then 5.4 is not really my kind of price because I like to have like a 4.5 less fifth and I like to have a better fourth midfielder so that's fair enough Uh, Mkhitaryan looked quite promising yeah he was good again he's 6.7 but I think at that price there's far more reliable 6.7 like considering what was he 7 so he looks good value but it's just how how nailed on is he like you just don't know what Emery he could just drop him in the next game and 
No, cool. I don't know. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Arsenal, not very uh, encouraging, but they still got the win. Yeah. And they're still in the hunt for the top four. Yep. So Liverpool three, Bournemouth nil. And on the face of it, I just always thought Bournemouth are just made for Liverpool. Yeah. Like Eddie Howe is never going to change his tactics. There's a few absolutely beautiful goals in this game, wasn't there? Yeah, Eddie Howe is just like, he just goes and tries to play football. And, and like, yeah. in one way, I respect that. But then in another, I'm like, just a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're just You've tried this before. It's not going to work. Salah got a hat-trick the last time, didn't he? Yeah, so Mane got a header. He was probably offside, was he? Uh, yeah, Milner put the ball in and he was definitely offside for it, but he was still there. Yeah. Genie Wijnaldum scored an absolute oh, cracker. what a beautiful goal. What a touch. What a finish. Yeah. This, like, it was nice to see him playing a little bit further forward, wasn't it? It reminded me of his time at Newcastle, like, I actually was going to say I remember Captain Ronaldo uh, when he was at Newcastle You're won, the game, your own. won the game weeks near the end of the season no there was a few me on my own Captain and someone I doubt it but no I remember You're Captain Manny scored as well so he used to get he used to like be their kind of talisman at Newcastle wasn't he didn't he have a thing where he only ever scored at home it, yeah it was went a home like, game like 6,000 away games without but scoring and, and then he finally did yeah. and then uh that man Salah got on the score sheet, but uh, what a little what back a heel from Firmino! Oh, I, I thought I was saying that to you earlier. I thought Firmino was absolutely brilliant. What a bit of skill! And it wasn't just a back heel; it was the way he kind of rolled it to him, wasn't it? it was Strike so controlled. Oh. Yeah. And Salah could have had a, another hat trick. Uh, yeah, the bar. Boric had a great save from a volley. That's and... it. Like it was Salah's stats were unbelievable again. He had seven attempts, four in the box, one big chance, and then he three chances created as well. So. I thought him, Sal and Firmino were the main men for me. But Mane is just on a nice little scoring run. It he is. He's got differential, isn't Rearing he? its ugly head. Can Mane cover Salah plus three or four million? But he can't. No, he can't cover him. He can't cover him, but he is a great differential from now yeah, to the end true. of the season. If you have a Salah, a Mane, and then maybe a, a Robertson or someone. Yeah. Or a so, or a, I just want to mention one thing, actually. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold came, came back. Came Do you still have him in United. your team? I still have him in my team, yeah. He actually came on for a few minutes and, and uh, stopped me from getting my camera assist off the bench. <laughs> so it was, a, but still, I was happy to have him back and happy to see him dangerous and involved. And he's a quality player and he's going to get returns in the coming games. Good stuff. And Andy Robertson got another assist. And I was having a little look there. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. He's the one player in my team since day one, and he's been an absolute legend. Yeah, he's actually the seventh highest scorer in the game. That's just amazing. And. A few lads are only after catching him recently. Like he was ahead of Aguero till he yeah. got his back to back hat tricks. Yeah. Ice. Um, he's just absolutely flying. And there's just no bullshit about him. He just seems like a really nice Denver handball a few weeks ago. Oh, and he was cheating, yeah. <laughs> cheating I wasn't frick. impressed with that. But uh oh yeah. That was for the Winaldum goal, wasn't it? He's, yeah, and yeah, to be fair, wasn't really it wasn't a... like put on a plate for him. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot to do, but yeah. still, still right. We'll take a little breather and when we come back we will review the rest of the games. Yep. Okay, we're back, and the next game was Southampton won Cardiff two, and yeah. I was delighted. Ah, oh, man, I got a bit emotional watching this game. <laughs> it was just like it was some effort and determination shown by Cardiff. I was like, just remember Lee Peltier firing himself in front of the ball, like and Bamba jumping into the crowd, and just they cared so much. Like, look, Southampton dominated this game, seventy percent possession, fourteen attempts to six. And I think as FPL options, it'd be the Southampton lads that I'd be looking at. But 
oh my god it was just it'd be just so great if they stayed up wouldn't they it'd be some achievement yeah. and it was a proper smash and grab and yeah. after they'd surrendered the lead you thought yeah they'd either drop two points or Southampton might even go on and nick it yeah Jack Stevens got one in the right at the end yeah didn't just he? for Cardiff to go and actually nick the winner at the end was great oh it was brilliant um, and then it went mental again absolute scenes and happy out so like you said I don't think we can take too much out of this from an FPL point of view Camarasa got the assist Yes, he'd he did. be the only guy I'd be thinking of getting back into my team. Yeah, he's there's still some nice fixtures coming up. He's still a great fifth midfielder option. I, yeah, I, and if I he think. was back to full fitness, like you said, he's on all set pieces. He's still the penalty taker. When he came on there, he was playing right through the middle. You see him; he was he was pretty much their most forward or forward player. So, I I think he's still a great option. Yeah. Maybe um, one of the centre halves could be an option. Bamba, I suppose, could be an option. He's getting in the box. I'm not it? touching the card of centre half. No, after Sean Morrison, yeah, yeah, brought but, him in. He burst his appendix. Didn't yeah. play a minute for my team. Yeah. But uh, look, Carter's fixtures. They've Watford at home, Everton at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home. So There's three some... out of the next four at home. And they're one of the, so the teams that I kind of think are quite solid at home. They are. And if they want to stay up, they're going to have to get something they need from points their game. Them. So, yeah. and they seem to be like absolutely battling. <coughs> Uh, as from a Southampton point of view, they've a horrific run of fixtures. Oh, have they? Because I was just saying, I thought uh, your man Valerie, four point million, four point zero million, he made a lovely run and really ran through everyone and cut out a goal. I thought James Ward Prowse looked good again with his delivery. Nathan Redmond looked a bit dangerous, but as you say, if the fixtures aren't there, then maybe we should leave them be. I would definitely leave them be, to be yeah. honest. Um, and That's just another thing that stood out to me was they just don't have a goal scorer, do they? Um, no. Danny Ings is injured. Charlie, Charlie Austin, Austin had a couple of good chances, hadn't yeah, he? he doesn't seem to be the Charlie Austin of no. I don't, old. The I don't really feel like uh, Hasn't Hootle trusts him. I don't know if he's his kind no. of player. And then the backup is Shane Long. And as you know much who as they we have. love Shane Long. Yeah, he's not a goal scorer. But if your man Martins could I get I don't know back. if he's a footballer. Yeah, no. <laughs> he puts in a good out shift though. He does. But yeah, uh, Southampton's fixtures. They've Arsenal. Oh. And they've a bit of respite. with Fulham. Then they have too. United, Spurs... Watford, Brighton, Liverpool. Like, it's just nasty. So we'll, they've had a good run. We'll forget about them now for a while. Yeah, so we move on to the next game. And Marco Silva's return to Watford did go not well for go him. well. <laughs> Watford won Everton nil. Uh, Andre Gray got the goal. It was very, a very tight game, wasn't it? Not yeah. Much between the two of them. There was absolutely nothing between them. I didn't take out a lot out of that game no. from an FPL point of view. Like, Everton are going to blank next game week. What, you, know what, you know what I took out of it? Richie did absolutely nothing and he's a he's disgrace. Gone, isn't he? He's got his stats are just gone. He's nowhere. He's he's yeah. doing nothing. He was hauled off. He's made a show of like I, I always love the phrase hauled off. Yeah. Even if they just substituted, it's like he was hauled off. Did you see all the all the snakes in the yeah. that was deadly, so it was, Last, yeah. Um, Come on, Wofford. Dina hit the bar in fairness. That's if, if I did take out Dina was quality. He, he Do you have him? Crashed across where I had him. I think he was on my but I actually came on I think because Rashford well, you, play. you've kept him you're yeah, going to keep yeah. him for the blank I'm going to keep him because he's Cardiff after the blank and because I was going to get rid of him for Pereira but um, Richarlison is just so crap that I'll probably Absolute replace dirt, him instead. yeah and uh, just on Dina he created four chances as well in that game as well as having that shot for 5.2 3-1 whatever he yeah. is yeah. I think he's worth keeping Possibly. But probably not for a clean sheet. No, and I'll probably get rid of him after the... I don't know. I could still get rid of him because their fixtures take an upturn and yeah. Everton are just so bad. Foster was quality again, wasn't he? And, uh, do you know who set up that uh, Calvert-Lewin chance? Kurt oh. Zuma. 
Kurt Zuma could have had another assist <laughs> on the board and said he had a red card, did he? An absolute darling of the yeah. Renegades podcast. Of the Drew FPL podcast. Yeah, yeah, of myself. So yeah. You're not taking any <laughs> no. uh, responsibility for that. No. So Brighton won, Burnley three. Uh, who did I pick as my Renegade captain, Drew? I know, but you're just going to pick him anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Ashley Barnes. Ashley Barnes. What a legend. But I was devastated. Honestly, if you had to have a bet in that game, I don't think you would ever have backed Burnley to win. You if, would have went Brighton or a draw. If I'd oh. have a bet in that game, I would have went under 2.5 goals. And I would have lost, lost all your money, yeah. your house, yeah, my house, your family. Yeah, everything. But, uh, but Chris Wood, two goals, not an option. Move on. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Barnes won a penalty, scored a penalty. Missed a sitter. 1.45 XGI. He's just quality. Like He's getting returns and his uh, underlying stats are like... Up with way the, above his returns, they are. Yeah, he's really like just not matching his stats. But when the stats are there and he's still getting like at the price, you're happy enough with him getting a goal and assist every game, aren't you? Just thought he was quality. I thought Dwight McNeil looked really good as well. I didn't actually check his stats, but he just looked dangerous and buzzing and on air. And he looks just excited to be playing in the Premier League. And can I just yeah. bring to your attention <clears throat> Burnley are unbeaten in the last seven, and that coincides with Dwight McNeil starting the last seven. Yeah. And what is he? 4.3, 4.4 million? 4.4 million. The last time that Dwight McNeil didn't start a game, they lost 5-1 to Everton at Turf yeah. Moor. No, he's a quality Like player. Everton, who are one of the worst teams in the league right now. Yeah. No, I know so, like, mean. it's all about Dwight McNeil, Tom yeah. Heaton and Ashley Barnes. It's all about Tom Heaton, really, isn't it? Two absolutely amazing saves. The first one from... Uh, Christian Gross, a lovely touch, and he smashed it into that top corner, but it was tipped over. But the save from Sally March, did you see that? Yeah, it was unbelievable. That like, was that was ridiculous. It actually didn't look real. It looked like something out of the Matrix. Yeah. Honestly, it just looked really unnatural. It was just, how he got something on it. It was just so good. And I just want to say about it, uh, I thought Gross was was really impressive again. I know that, uh, Brighton aren't in great form, but there's there's a big haul. It's not, it's not far away And at they've all. quality fixtures after this blank. Have they? Yeah. Oh, they definitely do, yeah. They've great fixtures. And and if they could get knocked out of the FA Cup, I think they're are they playing Derby. I don't know who they're playing, but it's a game that they probably should win, but they could lose. So I think Gross could be a great option after if you want to keep Richarlison for just and just bench him. And then if uh, if Brighton got knocked out of the FA Cup, what he, he had, what was his stats? Four attempts, four in the box, three chances created. Yeah, and like, not to repeat last week, but like <coughs> 10 chances created in one game is unbelievable. Yeah, it is just unbelievable. And do you want something mad? Just one more player. Oh, can I just mention actually, and like we should have started off with this. What talk? about that penalty incident? Where I've never seen a worse handball. Oh, Jeff, from Hendrick. Jeff Hendrick. It looked like he was playing kind of carried and turned with it's it. It's not like he just handballed the ball. He handled it and yeah. then he kind of flicked it round so that it was kind of controlled while he was holding into it. his path. Yeah, yeah. And the referee was just like, no, you're fine. It was like, ah, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, and Burnley just broke up the other end and got a penalty. Like, like, that's that's sickening. Sickening, but it was it was Ashley Barnes. So, but like, how can a ref miss that? It was unbelievable. Some joke shop decisions the last while, isn't there? Like, Sorry, it just came to my head there. What were you yeah. going to say? This is a very important point about a very important Irishman. Just Shane Duffy. He's an absolute legend. Another goal. So he is. Another goal. But the stats. He had nine penalty area touches in the game. I think it was three or four clear of anyone else in the match. Like, and this, these are like up against strikers. Fifth he, goal of the season. Three attempts. Three in the box. One big chance, and they were like, Oh, he's just quality. Fifth goal of the season. He's he is quality. His and stats were like this last year, and we're like, Oh, he has to score. He just he wasn't to. getting the returns. Yes, yeah, but he's, oh, he's great, isn't he? 
Can we move on to the next, next game? Yeah. yeah, let's go to the next one. It was a Spurs three, Leicester one, and holy shit! If ever stats uh, were an injustice are to these, a result, are these XGs are right? They backwards. Spurs XG one point oh six, Leicester three point one two. Crazy. We haven't seen stats like that in a long time, have we? Leicester had twenty shots to Spurs twelve. They had 17 shots in the box. They had four big chances to Spurs too. Crazy. And they missed a penalty. Now, can I just, before we get stuck into that, what did you think of? I thought, I'm one of the most injury prone men in Ireland. I just know if I came on in a match and my yeah. first kick of a ball was to take a penalty, I might pull a hamstring. Especially what when, did you think of, uh, when the main man, James Madison, had the ball and probably should be on the penalties anyway. He didn't look like he wanted it. He's, and, uh, he's too nice of a guy, isn't he? He's like, oh, yeah, Alan, you Alan have it. Shearer, he should have been like, fuck you, I'm taking yeah. this. Shearer I'm knows it. about penalties. I and he said, didn't look like he wanted it. I think he's just a really nice guy. And it wasn't a great penalty. It wasn't yeah. terrible. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't that wasn't bad penalty. It wasn't as much in the corner as Vardy usually, but Madison would have put it away. I don't know. He's missed his last two. Nah, he would have put it away. So, Davinson Sanchez scored. It was a nice goal, wasn't it? Ball oh, yeah. Erickson, nice diving header. I like Erickson got a goal and an assist. It was a nice goal. Still not really... He's kind of expensive for what he brings. Yeah, and he, without and the two main men. I'm a Trippier on as well. He's not on as many set pieces as he used to be. Sure, he's not. Yeah, Son got his goal at the death. Ah, uh, uh, run the whole length of the pitch. Fair play to him. Like great the, run, the, great finish. Very end of the match, and he still has the lungs to break yeah. through. And we still had a fair bit to do. Oh, like yeah. there's a lot of lads that would have missed on him. He's so two footed. Yeah, just left foot, right foot. He doesn't care. I just love Son. And he's still on the back of your jersey. His little heart thing and the smile. <laughs> still that fail, so he did. Oh, he's not so. And then. Oh, Harry Maguire, who I used to like, and the ref. I thought guy, that was a penalty. Did guy, you? I thought it was a penalty. The guy, all the guys on um, there. Are a lot of people were saying that it, wa- it wasn't a penalty, and that was. Diving. I thought it was. As if, does anyone know Hung Min Son? He would never dive ever. And I, I thought he was taken down. He might have went down a little bit easy, but it was clumsy from from Maguire, wasn't it? I thought it was a penalty. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Um, so you got yeah the card. Uh, have we a couple more things to mention? I don't. I have that. one thing to mention. I let you mention it. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Five and a half million. And I am seriously considering getting into my team. Missed an easy one on one. Could he have had a hat trick. A couple of easy chances. He three good chances in the game. Could have had a hat trick. Yeah. His last two games, he's had an XG. <coughs> People hate XG, but he's had an XG of 0.97. He's had 16 penalty area touches in two games. That's savage. Uh, six shots and he's created four chances. But what we have to take into account were. They're against United and Spurs. Yeah. And I love that he kind of seems to be on the shoulder of the right back. He's trying to get inside every time. And he actually has got into some nice positions. His penalty air touches are actually really high. And look, look, if he keeps getting those chances, he's going to put away a few. And it was, it was quality for Derby. As I said, he ripped Villa to shreds. West Brom, sorry. But he ripped Villa, Villa to shreds earlier on in the season. So he, he scored did. a fair few goals in the championship. Yeah, he? he was very good. He's, quite, he's one of the best players. I remember when you seen him getting recalled saying, this lad's a lad to yeah. keep an eye on. And I said, and you put the fuck up. I don't care about Villa. You put up your horse and <laughs> the phone and WhatsApp. Like, what's Willie on about? But uh, now I'm actually thinking about, I need uh, around a 5.5 million midfielder because I'm planning on doing Ings to Aubameyang and like it's, it's not like option. I was going to say usually when you're bringing in an enabler you're thinking they're not going to do much but I'm actually quite excited about this guy so, so he has everything the fixtures Leicester have his fixtures are amazing look at the fixtures they right Palace, at the end of the season Brighton much. Watford Fulham Burnley Bournemouth Huddersfield Newcastle West Ham it's a joke I think that brings him up to game week 35 and 
Look, if you're not looking at Harvey Barnes, you should definitely be looking at Leicester players. because. And I think uh, maybe next week we might delve into who. Yeah. I don't think we should go into it right now, but definitely. Yeah. Anything else from that uh, game you want to talk one about? One more quick thing I just want to say. If you're lucky enough not to have Richarlison and you're trying to get rid of Everton assets and you want to replace him for Dina, I just think Pereira, again, in this game, no 0, 0.93 XGI, four chances created, two big chances. He actually got an did he got an assist in that he, he did, did Vardy sort of Vardy goal like he's just I don't know you just don't have to think about it too much it's a simple sensible option isn't it Yeah and can I just ask you um, I'm kind of between him and Chilwell and I think all the stats and all the returns point to Ricardo Chilwell looks very dangerous he's but creating he a lot always looks dangerous doesn't yeah. get the returns but yeah. at this stage where I'm having all of these red arrows I kind of want to do something different to make a dent. Do you think it's worth the risk of bringing in Chilwell or should I just go with Ricardo and take the risks elsewhere? Look, I think Chilwell is a great option, but I'd probably just go for Pereira. And you say you say take the risks and like a lot of people on Twitter and listen to podcasts will go with Pereira, but he'll still be quite lowly owned, I would imagine. No? Hopefully. Yeah. Who knows? Like, I don't know. What will he be? 20, 20%? 25%? I think he'll get quite high, to be honest. We can't get, I can't see him getting higher just, than 20, 25%. No, those fixtures are They're just beautiful, savage. aren't they? And he is playing out of position a lot of the time now. I think uh, Claude Puel, your friend. Oh my God! Like, would, has would he, he just pick his best? Danny 11? Simpson at right back. He might not want what to do, do that. Why did he say he dropped Vardy? He wants to. He wants give to other ex- people other opportunities. Yeah, other options or fucking explore other options. Would yeah. you fuck off? I don't know. And it sounds like he's getting bored with his wife and his yeah. like out on the... Just play your best 11. <laughs> he's been dropping Madison a lot lately as well. Just play Madison. That's one reason I'm looking Vardy. at Harvey Barnes because Madison seems to miss the odd game, but the he odd also game. seems to get hauled off a bit. He do- That's what I was going to say. I think he's he's probably pretty nailed at the moment, but he's he's guaranteed to come, come off in 30 like minutes. 60 minutes. Yeah, 60 yeah. minutes, 70 minutes. He's taken off a lot. So but I suppose with all bright now, he's probably pretty nailed. So we move on to the... The big one. I'm going to say a shock of the weekend. Like, I wasn't expecting this result. Probably thought City would win, but 6-0 against Chelsea. Uh, what a capitulation from the... The, the team that had better. Huddersfield 4-0, but it was back to... Well, what happened? Someone decided to mark Jorginho out of the game, like happened at Bournemouth, and they just couldn't get a touch, could they? I'm going to come back to you about that when we talk about the rest of the game, because I'm actually really curious about that. Um, but just from a stats point of view, Aguero got a hat trick. Sterling got two, broke my heart. He looked really good, didn't he? Sterling? Oh, he was quality, wasn't he? Gundogan scored well. a goal, probably should have been saved. Ah, it was a nice finish, though, wasn't it? Outside the box, just kind of stroked it then. Uh, Zinchenko got two assists. Yeah. You can't really rely on him. Um, no, it's a start. Delph could play left back. Mendy. Is Mendy ever going to be back? Is, Is he, he ever going to Has he left Hong Kong yet? I don't know. <laughs> what was he saying? Him and Pep were, were fucking having a few. Uh, Words weren't they there lately? You just don't know it, man. Like he's a man. social media superstar. Yeah. And to be honest, I when he was playing football, I thought he was great. But is it getting a little bit tiresome now? Like just come back and play a few games. Yeah, just play, but I don't know. Pep, just give him a chance. I like him. <laughs> but, but uh City XG of three point oh six versus how many big chances for Man City? I don't know if I've seen this. Before. Seven, seven big chances. I don't think I've seen that meant. Yeah. Um, they had all the chances. They had all the goals. All the assists. The game was done and dusted after 20 minutes. Oh, they were just a different league, weren't they? I just taught Aguero, like, six attempts, five in the box, four big chances in the match. He's just and, uh, really coming in top He form. missed that sitter from about a year How did out. he miss that? Oh, like, my God. 
you say week in and week out, I might have scored that. You would have scored that. I think I would have scored that one. You might have scored that on your left foot. Yeah. But you know he was saying that he wouldn't have took the shot for the you know the wonder goal he scored? So maybe that miss brought brought that big performance. It was just him. a bit of anger, was it? Yeah, and he hit the crossbar as well. But I oh, love it. Like no backlift. Yeah, top corner quality. Keeper got a, a hand to it, but like yeah, he really could. He really could have got five goals. Um, but look, that just broke people's hearts, didn't it? Like we were saying at the start, the whole Aubameyang, Aguero, hokey cokey, and this just goes to show maybe late in the season, he shouldn't be making really early transfers mm. because. A lot of people planned on bringing in Aguero for the double game week, getting him out for Aubameyang for the Huddersfield game. Yeah. And people would have done that early. Yeah. And they just would have been stung when Aubameyang didn't play and Aguero got a hat-trick. And he had, he does have a good record against Chelsea. But I don't know if the most optimistic but, of City fans or Aguero fans would have thought but, he'd get a hat-trick. But do you know what? Like At this stage of the season... Why are you doing that? Team value isn't even. It's not important, is it? Really, like I think you have your money, you have your team value, you have your team up to one accumulated. Yeah, accumulated already. Like point one's not going to make any difference now. To be honest, I, I couldn't care less about team value. No. Like I have about one hundred five at the minute. Yeah, and it's quite high. It's quite good. I'm only one point one hundred four point six or something. I think. But even if I was at one hundred two, one hundred three, I wouldn't be selling my soul for a point there's one there's such good budget options now it's so easy just to change some people it. just play the game that way don't they, they yeah. just want but to like I, these I play the price changes a lot at the start so I do in the first few months but I just don't see the point at this stage of the season yeah can I just ask you a last question yeah. it's not an FPL thing yeah what do you think of Sarri Ball so not to get into the whole uh, what do I think technical of on the wing? aspect of it but some people are playing saying players out of position is that what Sarri Ball is <laughs> no, but like some people are saying that uh, they feel sorry for Sari. Uh, he has these players; they're not able to play the system he wants, and um, he should have been backed in the transfer market. And then other people will say Sari needs to adapt. You can't just play the one I, way, especially when it's getting <coughs> found out. You need to have a plan B. I was really excited about Sari coming, and I was like, "This is going to be deadly." But and the first like ten, fifteen games of the season they lost a few but they also yeah. looked really good yeah they seem to be good against the poor teams but against the better teams they're just getting done aren't they not even the better teams they now uh, conceded 10 goals in yeah, the last the two away games yeah I don't know I just I had like was like sticking up for Sarri and then I see N'Golo Kante's heat map for the last four game weeks and he's he hasn't played as a winger Drew yeah anyway we'll move <laughs> on from that the last game of the week and I'm going to keep this Short and sweet because I didn't watch this game. I watched you did. this, yeah, because uh, I had to work Wolves and I missed football. Newcastle won. Um, absolute Wolves disappointment for me because I had Patricio, Doherty, and Jimenez. And, and how, how often do Wolves do any this worse? Week? Well, they do it all the time. True, Wolves two point four xg, Newcastle zero point four three. I watched most of this. Wolves absolutely dominated, and yet again, I was watching Wolves, and I was like, there was absolutely no chance they're going to concede a goal in this game. And what did they do? Shara rolls it through to Isaac Hayden. He takes a shot from about 10 yards out. And it was good effort, but Patricio dived away from the ball. And like it was it was it was really, really poor goalkeeping, so it was. So this game was an ultimate disappointment for me. Devastating. Yeah, who was Jimenez was, looked good. Jimenez looked absolutely amazing. I was like and I was like watching him, I was like, he looked like he was gonna score the whole time. But when I looked at the stats afterwards, 0.8 XGI, six attempts, six in the box. One big chance, 11 penalty error touches. I think, again, it was four or five clear of anyone else. When you look at that for a budget striker, like that's that's premium forward statistics. Yeah, like. and those people who thought they could bring in a Diego Yotta to yeah. Yotta. balance him out. No. 
he's not really he's in the same really. league at the minute, is no. he? And he's also more liable to be hauled off. He's hauled off, yeah. And, and as I said, he's not a bad option. He had a couple of shots, but there's no one that can be compared to Jimenez. That was team at the moment. Again, Doherty was a bit unlucky. Ball was driven across and he got his foot to it. Looked like it could had to go in, but went ballooned over the bar. Yeah. So. so as frustrating as Wolves are, I think their next three fixtures couldn't be any better because they have Bournemouth away. And I think that is made for them because like Eddie Howe, as always, is going to attack. Can be possession. Especially at home. They're going to have to like yeah. go for it. And Wolves, I think, are just going to pick them up. I think that could be a pretty high-scoring match. Could be a high-scoring draw. So. Bournemouth are a lot better defensively now, though. They're missing uh, Brooks. They're missing Wilson. Yeah, uh, Fraser statistics have taken a bit of a dive. I fancy that. Wolves in that game. I think it's mm. going to be made for them. And then they play mm. Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home. Two great fixtures. On paper, anyway. Yeah. So I think just hold your Wolves assets. Right, they're still probably going to be seventh at the end of the season. So it's, it's pretty amazing Phenomenal. going, so it is. for a, uh, a Did anyone game. stand out from a Newcastle point of view? Like I said, uh, I didn't watch it. But the Bravka definitely didn't. The guy you were sticking up for last week made an back to back howlers. Back to back howlers. Like as I said, he should have punched it so he did, and he went to try catch it, and body did nothing wrong at all, and got in there. Um, no, Shar got another assist, which could be interesting because they're quite good defensively. So he's like attacking returns, and he could get a few cleanies, clean sheets yeah. as well. He's starting to live up to his reputation. Yeah, but no, nobody really. Rondon looked dangerous enough. No, I think I'll be staying away from Newcastle, really. Because their fixtures are going to turn quite nice. Did you watch your man, Almiron, or whatever uh, you call him? Oh, Almiron, he actually looked really good. When I don't know from an FPL how much game time he's going to be. He looked really, really good when he came on. Record really, signing, they're going to have to play him. Yeah, hopefully. He looked really fast. Really, He looked really, really, really hungry. Really happy to be playing in the Premier League and just involved in Everton. And just, oh, he was just, just on it. Watch this space for now. Yeah, watch this space, but keep an eye on him. Okay, so that wraps up all of the games. Uh, we will come back shortly and wrap up the podcast. Yeah. So we will take a very tentative look ahead to game week 27 because I don't think there's much point no, a lot can spending change, too it? much time on it. The FA Cup results could have a huge effect. And injuries as well. Which injuries. Good. There's like Champions League in between, FA yeah. Cup. There's a League Cup final. I know that's next Sunday, but those guys aren't going to play... Um, there's no point getting too wrapped up in it but Willie talk to me about your bus team and any transfers, transfers that are on your mind thinking. yeah well like look originally I was like Aguero to Bamiang and captain of Bamiang for Southampton home and I was I was so I was like that's 100% what I'm doing but just the the illness and the Bamiang has went off the boil a little bit the last four weeks and just Aguero's statistics Aguero's last four game weeks, XGI 5.1, 17 attempts, 14 in the box, 8 big chances, 35 penalty area touches. Like, can I take someone like that out of my team? But he can't do anything in a blank. So. He can't do anything in a blank, but can he do something against West Ham, Watford and Bournemouth in the next three? Yeah. And then, like, then I just look at Richarlison and he's just an absolute joke shop. I want to get him out. So You want to murder him by the sides of things. Oh, it's like, because remember, I was like, I didn't have him in all season when he got all the goals, and I brought him in, he's got me one goal. All season, I've had one of Richarlison's goals. So, I'm looking at some, I don't know, who am I going to get in? But this is, why do his stats just fall off a cliff as but well? They really do. Every... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I don't know, I'm getting Richie out, I don't know, it's going to be No James. matter what, he's gone. And he's gone, I don't know, where, especially after watching Luca Dean, and his stats were quite good, and I thought he was quite impressive again, so I'll probably keep him. As I said, originally, I was looking at Dina to Pereira, but... Look, I don't know. I'm going to get Madison, Anderson, 
Harvey Barnes, I don't know, might even wait. Maybe a, a Fraser, but his fixtures aren't great. But Harvey have... Barnes sounds like an upmarket UK kind <laughs> yeah. of department store to me. He does. So pretty much like there's there's a small chance. I'll, like, could I go Cunt Abba and get Richie out for someone for a minus four? And would you be getting like, Cunt back in? I or def- just gone? Uh, I just don't know. Look, I'm just going to leave Cun and I'm just going to concentrate on getting Richie yeah, out. Yeah, like I do have worries about Aguero yeah. that he's probably not going to be playing a ah. huge amount of minutes, I don't think. Just with the Champions he's League, be starting, League Cup. He's going to be starting games and playing 60 minutes. I don't care about minutes anymore. I spent my whole season being afraid of people You've not playing. you spent your whole life being afraid. afraid. Yeah, well, I'm going to start just picking guys on underlying statistics and how good a player they are. So I think you should do that. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Feck it, sure. I'm not Go renegade. Much. I go all renegade. And as, as I say, the main thing is I still want to be bringing in players for 31 and 33. Okay. So I'm probably going to be bringing in a West Ham or a Leicester asset. And that's all I know at this Who, Who's your captain? At the who moment, are you thinking about? At the moment, I have... Um, my captain is on Hung Min Son and I've Salah as vice. But like underlying statistics, again, I wouldn't be putting anyone off, off Pogba. I'd still be considering Salah and Pogba this week. Because it's just Salah a has a terrible record against United. Has he? I didn't even know that. But anyway, I, I think Hung Min Son's solid enough. What do you think, Burnley away? Did he not smash Burnley the last time when they played in the... No, in I the... think Spurs struggled against Burnley last time. Now, I don't have uh, the really? result in front of me, but off the top of my head, uh, was that, that I game? think they nicked the win. But look, times have changed, but Burnley have also changed. Like That's a tough enough fixture, especially away. Um, Sean Dyche... It's a tough enough fixture, but it's hung men son. I always think Sean Dyche is a bit of a spoofer. Like he always talks about, you know, we do things our way and things are gonna go right. And he never really kind of pinpoints what they're doing. He just kind of talks in riddles to me. And he also looks like the Undertaker. So <laughs> I can't really take him seriously. I like Sean But I Dyche. do think Burnley are a tough fixture, even for Spurs. They are a fixture. But but can you see a better captain option there? Did I hear uh rumours Harry Kane might be back for that fixture? He might be rushed back. Yeah, I heard there was talk for me by 27. I say he'd probably be on the bench, but I definitely think he's going to be probably back. So, in your team, do I see a better captaincy option? Um, I Camarasa don't. was nailed. I don't, me. to be honest. I'm not going to captain Camarasa. And look, on my bus team right beside you, I have Son as my captain. So, you're giving me all this beauty about <laughs> fucking Son, and you have him captain right there. Like, Yeah. Ah. So, can I talk about my team? There's a good captain for you, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I have 11 players. Um, I have no subs. All my subs are blanking. And I'm actually thinking of making two transfers and taking a minus four, which yeah. I usually wouldn't do. I'm always against taking hits. I don't think it'll matter 27, though. You'll but this might be so my, many people taking hits. This might be my fourth hit of the season. And it depends on Aubameyang. If he's reported as being fully fit, if he got a rest in the Europa League, even better. But I'd love to bring in Aubameyang and captain him against Southampton. Yeah. Because even though great I think... Ralph Hasenhutl's Southampton have improved a lot. Yeah. And they probably should have bet Cardiff. They still conceded two goals to Cardiff yeah. at home. Two scrappy so, goals. Aubameyang is a bit of a flat track bully. Yeah. I think a lot of his goals seem to come at home. And Arsenal do seem to do well against the smaller teams at home. Yeah. This could be set up for him. And to be able to do my ingus to Aubameyang, I need to get rid of your man, Richarlison. You'll be happy. Oh. But he has to go down to, I think, a 5.8 million midfielder or below. 
And I just can't see anyone that excites me as much as Harvey Barnes. I think, uh, genuinely think Harvey Barnes. Just the fixtures. Harvey Barnes is a big upgrade from a Charleston. The few glimpses I've seen, I'm more than happy to do that. So look, we're not going to get too stuck into game week 27. There's so much football before that. um, We're going to have a way better picture of the blanks, the doubles after the FA Cup fixtures and the the FA Cup I think looking at your team, I do. I like them moves. Yeah, look. My captain at the minute is Son. I could go for Felipe Anderson home to Fulham. Fulham are so bad. Like, there's definitely returns there. A random <laughs> captain. But when are you ever going to get a chance to captain Felipe yeah. Anderson? And look, one thing I would say to listeners is it's going to be a low-scoring week. Don't tear up your team. And don't be too worried about having loads of United. Don't use a chip. I've heard of people yeah. using chips in this. Like, everyone's going to have loads of United and loads of Liverpool assets playing each other. Like Yeah, if you just, have nine or ten players, just leave it. Just grand. Don't yeah. be, uh, like I said, don't be taking huge points hits to get in. A couple of points here there. It's not going to make Be getting in players you don't really want in your team. No. I wouldn't mind if you want them for the future, but if you're no. getting in, you know, Bournemouth guys or Crystal Palace guys for one week, don't do it. No. So we will leave it at that because I think yeah. next week we can talk in a lot more depth about that. And week. we will. Will we? Yeah. Hopefully we will anyway. Right, Willie, uh, we're not going to do any listeners' questions this week just because, there's, like we said, there's so much football to be played before the next game week. Um, I don't want to be answering transfer uh, questions when we're saying don't make any transfers. Yeah, no. Just wait to see how things go. Yeah. And I think that's the best advice we can give you. One thing I just do want to mention quickly is we did get a couple of questions that are broader questions. And one of them was just a friend of mine today said, they enjoy listening to the pod. It's very entertaining, but are we ever going to do any strategy segments or would we ever do a pod uh, based on strategy? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And it's something I'd always take for granted. Um, Look, we spend a lot of time on FPL. We probably do have a lot of uh, different strategies and little kind of nuances to our game. Yeah. And I, I never think that people want to hear them. I, you know, would look like our player price point and having a, a low price bench. And yeah, we don't need to go into it now because but, I think it's probably a better thing to discuss. Yeah, we could discuss it in, in quite detail. The start of a season or in yeah. pre-season. Maybe but, we'll do one during the summer when there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah, and look, I think it could be very interesting. I do. Even think, it could help our own games. Yeah, even. when we're talking about transfers and our captains and who we're bringing in, I think that involves a certain level of strategy. Yeah. But I don't think we ever go into any great depth. And look, we're I very solid FPL players, and I'd love to sit down and write down my strategies and see how we get on. And if that could help people, great. Yeah. And then another question from another friend of mine. And she was asking, would we ever do a beginner's episode? So, not a good idea. A friend of mine started listening just because she knows us, found it very entertaining, but doesn't know what we're talking about, and has started knows getting nothing about. Has FPL. started getting mildly into FPL because of the podcast, but still would like a bit of a tutorial on it. And what the feck it is? Look, in our game at the minute, we're on Twitter. We kind of assume that everyone following and listening knows what they're doing. They're big FPL fans. Yeah, but if we could kind of do a basic tutorial that would get more people into the game, I'd be well up for that. Yeah. Get more listeners, more players. More people saying FPL. It's all good. Why not? No, definitely. I think that's another great idea. So look, I think both of them are good ideas for the off season. We will look into them. Might be next year, like next 
the the preseason for the next season. But no, that will definitely do them. Definitely gonna look into them. And look, if it's something that like seasoned players aren't gonna listen to, if they're gonna be like, I don't want to know what FPL is, we'll tell them at the start. Yeah, so don't listen to it. Skip that episode. But I think it'd be great for people that don't play the game. Yep. So look, I think we've come to the end of the show. I think so. So that is a wrap episode 13 in the bag thanks for listening if you did enjoy it please do follow us on fpl renegades podcast it's at renegades fpl tell all your friends as willie said last week tell people who aren't your friends just fucking anybody just tell people you bump into in the shop uh your enemies (laughs) we don't care like a listen is a listen an extra follower we're happy and look there is a big gap until the next game week. So we will have another podcast before then and we'll hopefully be able to talk through that in a bit more depth. Yeah. But for now, we'll leave it at that. So thanks for listening and good night. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Good night.